It's the Open Forum on 1540 WADK. Call 846-1028, 846-1028. Now, the Open Forum on 1540 WADK. And welcome to your Open Forum on this Monday, the 28th of January. It's Interactive Marketing and Insights on this edition of the Open Forum, starring Suzanne McDonald. And uh, Suzanne's got company. Suzanne, of course, from the Newport Interactive Marketing, powered by Angles and Insights. So here you are again, Suzanne. I know. It's great to see you, well, Jacob's this is, away. You know, filling in for Mr. Sullivan. Yes. Jacob's uh, well, still on vacation down there in Florida. Oh, I know, right? He's and, Disney bound. Yes. He was in the rain yesterday in Orlando. It rained all day. Oh, that's a bummer. Poor guy. Yeah. But uh, he's not due back till Wednesday, so he's got another day and a half to enjoy oh, okay. himself down well, there. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, we're really excited to be here after uh, a little bit of a hiatus for the holidays and we took a break with Newport Interactive Marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take off November and December, give everybody a break, but everyone is really eager to come back. I think we have almost 70 RSVPs for Thursday. Do you? Yeah. So we have networking from 6 to 7, and then we have a speaker um, from 7 to 8 talking this month about podcasting. And where and I, are you? Uh, at Parlor in Newport, 200 Broadway. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's free. Um, if you'd like to sign up, you can go to newportinteractivemarketing.com slash events and see all the past events that we've had and then our next upcoming event. And I'm always so happy to be on W80K and chat with our presenter for Thursday and get a little sneak preview. But we also like to talk about maybe why you should think about podcasting or you know what's going on because typically once we get our presenter up there – it's going to be podcasting 101, but a lot of times some of our speakers have a lot of fairly advanced information and a lot of our attendees like advanced information. So we, we balance both. We have the newcomers and then we have the, the practitioners and um, it usually works out really well that everybody gets to take something out of it. I think it's also rather timely that we resolve the gas issue so that we get yes, to a rather... Yes, I think Parlor has been open. They have been open, yes. but now everybody else is kind of hopefully in a more normal routine. I know, and, and not focus on yeah other blowing hair dryers on their pipes, which I have been there. So <sighs> that's that is very stressful and challenging. And yeah, <laughs> my heart goes out to people in Newport and Middletown who have really been suffering through this, and especially the businesses too have really taken um, a serious hit. And I actually I was thinking that there sort of needs to be. Not restaurant week, but get out, get out into the businesses week. Um, once everything, everybody stabilized, just because you know they're all small business owners. And then we were just discussing what happens with insurance. Is insurance going to cover the losses from being closed that time? And uh, how does that all work? And I think for a lot of small business owners, it's a big question. Yeah, well, that's, really there sure. was a, a briefing today by the governor, and uh, there'll be more. Informational type situations with National Grid, with insurance companies, with uh, the Commerce Department from the state. I mean, everybody is uh, the Chamber of Commerce very much mm-hmm. involved. There's some yeah. things going on this afternoon, tomorrow, the next day Good. to get that information out there to get these people who lost some money. Oh, yeah. Uh, can yeah. hopefully recoup it. Right. As yeah. soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we're looking forward to being um, at Parlor on Thursday at, from 6 to 8-ish. And um, really excited to have our presenter from for Thursday, 
um, on today, and we're going to talk about podcasting. So she actually has been doing podcasting for 10 years, producing podcasts for 10 years, and co-founded the Behemoth Horse Radio Network with over 7 million unique listeners. That's a big number. And uh, started her own network and produces four shows, That Newport Show, Around the Buoy, Discovering Happiness, and Stalin Stable. And I'm so pleased to have Helena Harris joining me. And thanks so much for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's happy to be here doing a live show. I have to say, I'm a little bit nervous. Are you? Yes. How many podca- I mean, how many of these types of situations do you put yourself into every week? Not many, because I'm busy putting podcasts together, which is a, it's a different environment. It's mm-hmm. cozy in your own little studio and is very much a creative process. Mm-hmm. So everything is pretty controlled. So getting out there in the world and putting yourself into new situations isn't something I get to do often, but I'm always glad I have done it. Yeah. And it's over. Excellent. Yeah. And so, I mean, one of the things that I want to just talk about is podcasting. You know, how different is it from radio? And I know a lot of people still love radio. And what's what's different? What's better? I think the primary difference between podcasting and radio is that um, it's a more intimate connection with the audience. So the term broadcasting is very much broad. You're, mm-hmm. you, the idea is to reach as many people as possible. And sometimes that <clears throat> dilutes the message. You know, um, it's more about insem- disseminating information. Whereas podcasting is about connecting people with shared passions, similar interests. Um, so you can, you can drill down into your topics, into what we call micro niches. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there's a very intimate relationship that happens between the listener and the hosts. That's fantastic. So how many podcasts are you working on currently? Right now I have four and we're developing a fifth one. So um, when I came from Horse Radio Network, we started with just one niche, the horse world. And uh, you start out with one show that was fairly general. And from there you can start to spin off shows based on more detailed or, or more um, concentrated Content. So we went from one show to 13. Wow. Um, I left the network two years ago, and I think they're now up to 15 different shows. Wow. So my network is a little bit different in that um, I want to stay small. I don't want to get big. Um, I like the idea of a boutique network that takes some other independent podcasters and um, really cultivates the creative side so that they're putting out a podcast that's polished and that is meaningful to them mm-hmm. and their listeners, not necessarily like radio, where they just right. want to get as many downloads and as many listeners and sponsors as possible. So it's a little bit different from that perspective. Now, when you when you say a network, could you talk about that a little bit, what, how that might relate to what people traditionally would know? So a network in podcasting is a little – it's kind of like what you want it to be. So mm-hmm. for Horse Radio Network, they have a huge number of listeners. That's their network. They have vendors that they work with, uh, guest experts that they work with. So when you create a podcast and you put it on their network, you now have access to all of those resources. Mm-hmm. For my network, which is a little bit smaller, my distribution is smaller, but it's the same platform. So we put our uh, podcasts out on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, all the big guys. Um, and... So our distribution services, that's our distribution channel that we call it. So when you podcast with my company, that's what you get. You get access to those channels. 
the other thing that you get from a network is shared marketing resources. Mm-hmm. Some people don't know how to market their podcast. So we provide them with things like a one sheet or graphics, um, coaching in particular, because something is simple or as small of a detail as the artwork that you use for Apple podcasts can really make a difference in how discoverable your podcast is within Interesting. the iTunes or the Apple podcast world. I believe it. Yeah. And yeah. Apple, because they are the key player in this space right now, they have very specific demands about your artwork and they have preferences. Interesting. Yeah. What, what are those like, you know, specific fonts or? Um, they want clean. They oh. want a real clean um, cover art. Hmm. So it needs to stand out. And if you look in the new and noteworthy section of the Apple podcast or the iTunes platform, you'll see a lot of little 300 by 300 squares of digital art. Mm-hmm. that represent people's podcasts. And it's very easy to get lost in that. So they want to be able to, um, they want that section of new and, new and noteworthy to be visually clean for the user so that the user can find the types of podcast content they're right. looking for easily. Yeah. So as a podcast creator, you want to make sure that your artwork fits into that aesthetic. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. And you help with all that. I do. I do. And what other coaching facets to focus on a big one is uh, sound quality and it's not so much audio engineering which is important but there's equipment that you can buy right off the shelf that can help you sound like can polish your audio but tone of voice mm-hmm. cadence um there's a lot of vocal fry that happens with some podcasters what is that like your voice just gets tired when your voice gets tired and you drop off at the end of your sentences. Uh, yeah. It's like a little gravelly mm-hmm. affectation, they call it, to the voice. And it's pretty common, especially in the next generation of multimedia oh, producers mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. I'll call them millennials. Sorry. <laughs> you guys are great. But it is kind of common in that generation. So helping people understand that they can change their voice mm-hmm. when they're speaking how fast they speak, how slow they speak, the pauses that they put in their in their their voice, that can all make a difference in how listenable mm-hmm. your podcast mm-hmm. is. I had a coworker at the Globe who was probably the fastest talker I had ever met. I mean, she's so smart and such a fast talker all the time. And then she got a job with WBUR. I thought, oh, how is this going to happen? And I asked her, she's like, oh, it's just coaching. They teach me, you know. And and it's funny because when I hear her on the radio, it's like, oh, wow, she's so much slower than I'm used to hearing her talk. That it's such a strange experience. But but it's fun, you know, to think about how, and I guess that's that neuroelasticity that people like to talk about, that you can evolve and change and, and grow. And I think that's what's wonderful about what we know about what brains can do today. Well, one of the shows that I do, that Newport show, I do with my husband. He's my co-host. And um, we record the show opener. We we put our – sometimes we have a guest and we'll do that interview separately. And then we kind of duct tape the show together around that interview. So we know what we're going to talk about. So I do have a script. I've got something that I read from as a guide. But when you're podcasting, you don't want to sound contrived. It really needs to be authentic. So I, I use the copy just as a, as a guide, and um, I'll do three or four takes recording that, that opening, and usually the first two I'll record, and I'll look at my husband, and I'll say, what do you think? And he'll go, 
Yeah, no, no, you got to ham it up. Uh, I was like, what do you mean I got to ham it up? He's like, you, you got to turn up the ham. So then you start to record and you feel like a total cheese ball. You know, you're like really pushing it out there. But then you, you play it back and you go, yeah, actually, you're right. I need to sound a little bit more engaged, a little bit more enthusiastic. So one of the tips that I tell my clients is if you think you're being a little too hammy, dial it up just a little bit more. And yeah, then you'll hit the sweet spot. It is interesting. So until you hear yourself played back, you don't really know what what you're giving your audiences. Yeah. And what do you say to people who don't like to hear themselves? So many people have that reservation. Well, then you better have something really important to say. Okay. Because if you're not feeling comfortable in your own voice, then it it will muddy the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's an important tip. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people are wondering what, you know, where, who's doing a podcast? Why should maybe a business owner do a podcast? Everybody's doing podcasts, and it's a good thing. The barriers to entry to this are low, so um, anybody can really get their feet wet with Medium. I think it's beneficial for companies, especially, who – it's a great new marketing channel for companies, um, especially for companies that have, say, a product with a specific value prop or they have an exceptional – advantage competitive advantage in the marketplace Mm -hmm. and but they're having a hard time getting that out to their market Um, a small marketing budget toward podcasting and someone in-house or out um, can really articulate via podcast the benefits of the product customer stories the history of the company so it develops trust in the company, mm-hmm. which is really what your most of your branding efforts are about. Right. Want to take a break? Yes, that sounds good. This is fascinating. So we'll get back with uh, Suzanne and Helene right after we take a little time out. So stay with us on WADK. It's 5 o'clock. Oops. Wine and spirits on your way home today for wine, spirits, and beer. 289 Broadway at the corner of Bliss Road. I was recently laid off. Bills started to pile up, and we had to make a tough choice. Heat or eat? For years, the Good Neighbor Energy Fund has responded by providing energy assistance to local households. Thanks to the fund, my family got through a tough time. If your household is having trouble paying the heating bills, please contact a CAP agency, call United Way 211, or visit RhodeIslandGoodNeighbor.org. Ad sponsored by the Rhode Island Broadcasters Association. Are you curious about CBD and how it works? Are you tired of having panic attacks? Sick of having trouble sleeping? Frustrated with being in pain? Issues like anxiety, poor sleep patterns, and pain in the body are some of the issues that can be relieved with True Hemp CBD products. Our top-of-the-line products are 100% THC-free, legal, and organic. Distributors also needed. Check out TrueHempRelief.com. That's T-R-U-H-E-M-P Relief.com. Or call 401-595-4146. Owning a small business means I'm passionate about what I do. I work hard for my money, and I know how important it is to find the right partners. That's why I trust Nationwide Insurance with my business's insurance needs. 
Go to dfdwyer.com for free quotes and more information. Voted best of Newport eight years in a row with two locations in Jamestown and Newport and a no surprises motto, Dwyer Insurance will always do what's best for their clients. Dwyer Insurance. Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company and Affiliates, Columbus, Ohio. Looking to grow your business or expand your network? If so, the Southern Rhode Island Chamber of Commerce is the place for you. We are a member-based organization whose purpose is to grow businesses within our community. Located in Wakefield, Rhode Island, we offer a range of services such as continuing education, networking opportunities, state and local advocacy, referrals, and so much more. Membership is only $260 annually, and we offer flexible payment plans that can fit any budget. To learn more, visit our website at srichamber.com. We look forward to working with you. At People's Credit Union, we offer great rates on CDs, like our 10-month certificate of deposit. Earn 2.25% APY on a 10-month certificate of deposit. That's right, 2.25% annual percentage yield on a 10-month CD at People's Credit Union. Stop by your local branch today. APY is effective January 1st, 2019 and subject to change without notice. Minimum opening balance and minimum balance to earn APY is $500. All CDs are available for IRAs. Penalty will be imposed for early withdrawal. Fees could reduce earnings. Offer may be withdrawn at any time. Federally insured by NCU. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Rhode Island positively impacts the lives of children all across the state. And you can help by donating your gently used clothing, sheets, blankets, and towels. Drop off your items at their Middletown location, 1341 West Main Road, or schedule a free at-home pickup at DonateRI.org. Hi, I'm Helen Andromalus. I own the Miniman Press franchise in Middletown. Miniman Press is a full-service printing facility. We can print anything from business cards to banners, even promotional products. I usually say if you can think of it, we can do it. Minuteman Press in Middletown is Mix 99.3 and WADK's official printer. Visit them at 687 West Main Road, call them at 619-1650, or go to middletown-ri.minutemanpress.com for more information. And we are back with more of today's special edition of the Open Forum with Suzanne McDonald and even more special guests. So let's get back to it here. Yeah, I just wanted to mention the staff here at W80K handed a press release that says Commerce RI, Rhode Island Foundation, and Bank Newport are forming a partnership to offer bridge loans to affected businesses who've been affected by the gas outage. So that's a relief and very timely that we were it's on everybody's minds, I think. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. And good that all these organizations are able to meet those needs of these small businesses because it would be terrible for – I would hate to lose my favorites, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. So uh, for something that was totally beyond their control. Well, Helena Harris from Sparkle and Boom, who is a expert professional podcaster, she and I were just discussing what are some other ways that maybe small businesses could use podcasting – as a marketing tool. And one of the ideas that I had ahead was what about a plumber? Like could a plumber, you know, coming from the newspaper world, there used to be, there was always a handyman column in every paper that I ever worked for. And is there, is podcasting a good avenue for someone who maybe isn't such a great writer, but is interested in, in another way to get the word out? You know, when you first mentioned to me plumbers, I was like, how could a plumber have a podcast? And now all of these other businesses are coming to mind now. Yes, absolutely. Anybody who's an expert in their field can sit behind a microphone and start sharing some tips that they have with their audience. It's just so beneficial. 
podcasts are easy to digest. The content is very consumable. So once you put your headset on or your earbuds or you hit the play button, it's just you and and the host. So if the host has some expert ideas that they can share with you, it's really inspirational. It's You don't miss a trick, you know, because they're right there in your ears. Right. Um, so plumbers, real estate agents, gardeners, cooks, chefs are really mm-hmm. good for podcasting material. And and the, these particular podcasts, the episodes don't have to be super long. In fact, I prefer that. We myself. have we have a show on Horse Radio Network called Horse Tip Daily, and each episode is about ten minutes long, and it features one tip every day mm-hmm. in a variety of areas. It's all horse related again, but you know, if you have a niche that you're working in, you can, it could be the marine industry, it could be the restaurant industry, or real estate. You can, and the good thing is, is you can record all of these tips ahead of time. So if you have Two or three hours on a Saturday, and you want to record your tips, you put those in the can, as we call it, mm-hmm. and then you can release your 10 to 15-minute episodes throughout the course of a month or quarter or, or year. Right. That's, yeah, because especially if you're a plumber, people are running into those issues all the time. Absolutely. I think you just need to be timely with the season or whatever climate you're in. Yeah. You definitely want to, to that. take the context and your, your audience and what's important to them at the given time. You want to take that into account. Yeah, we just, for Newport Interactive Marketers, we put out a big survey to find out what are people really, what are small business owners and professionals, marketing professionals, what do they need to know in 2019 so it can help guide our programming for the rest of the year, which I'm really excited about. And it's interesting, we talked a lot about what is, what's the biggest barrier to achieving your goals, and we left it open-ended, and every single answer was time, but it was said in 20 different ways. Time and money, time and education, time and staffing, time, time. You know, it's like time, time, time. So now we're building that into our value proposition when we're putting out our marketing for our talks. How can you be more efficient if you're thinking about doing a podcast? Plan ahead. A, a podcast is very much like a small business. So in order for you to have long-term sustainability, you need to manage your time effectively. And in my experience, the best way to do that is to plan ahead. So to define your goals, what do you expect out of this podcast? Uh, How much time do you have to devote to it? And setting up a calendar, an editorial calendar. This is the kind of content I'm going to cover in my niche in January, February, March, etc. So planning ahead is really important. Um, And knowing when you need help. I think that's because, again, podcast is very DIY friendly A lot of new podcasters tend to take on too much. And almost everyone who starts a podcast realizes very quickly that the time they had put aside to do this project is much more than what they thought they needed. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. The amount of time that they've allocated to spend is quickly eaten up. Right. So whatever you think you're going to spend in terms of time on this, add 25 percent. It's a big chunk. Well, that's um, true of most projects, however. Exactly. <laughs> you think about it. That's pretty much how it goes. Exactly. So planning ahead is a big one and knowing when you need help and having a little bit of money and the courage to ask for it is hmm. probably the way to do it. What do you think are some good, some reasonable goals for a podcast? Just putting out a quality product. A lot of people will say, well, how many downloads did I get? This is my first show or this is my 15th show and I'm not I'm not getting the kinds of downloads that I want. And 
that's the number one mistake. It's a very big myth with podcasting. It's not about downloads. If you're looking for broadness and distribution, go to radio or some other traditional form of media. So um, setting your goals in terms of um, what kind of, what's my message? What kind of effect do I want my podcast to have on my listeners? And then can I put something out there that I'm proud of? That is what will allow you to sustain your show and to actually connect with your audience who will then participate in sustaining your show in a number of ways. Yeah. How, how I'm just curious because when, when it gets out there, right. And you have listeners, how do you, how are listeners able to connect with you? So you do need to, if you're doing a podcast, um, you kind of also need to, if your goal is to connect with listeners and do this whole relationship building thing, you need to be in other spaces. You need to be in social media. You need to have a website. You need to attend trade shows and events in your niche. So podcasting may be the bulk of what you're doing, but you also have to be in these other spaces. We get a lot of messages from Facebook, a lot of Facebook messages. We listened to your show last week. We loved it. This happened to me or I have a question. Uh, Instagram. So what we do is we use social media for bonus content. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to connect and invite the audience in to actually engage and participate beyond just listening. So, for example, you would maybe do a uh, Facebook Live or an Instagram story, and then people would jump in and be able to have a conversation with you. Absolutely. Facebook groups. So the community that you're creating within the podcast can then jump to a different platform. Like, so like Facebook groups is mm-hmm. a big one for podcasters. But also we have, example again, in the horse world, we have meetups. Right. There'll be different events that are going on throughout the country. And so when we're podcasting, we'll say, oh, we're going to be at you know Kentucky Rolex in April, or we're going to be down in Wellington, Florida, or show jumping in Canada. And any of our listeners who are going to be in the area, we make it a point to make sure that we connect with them in person. And it is literally like you have met lifelong friends when this happens. That's so You fun. don't realize the power of your voice in this podcast until you meet your listeners in person. It is incredibly moving. The other thing that I had listened to on a podcast was the more specific information you can give about yourself enables people to have a little hook, right? So they feel like when they see you, now they have a little bit of tidbit that has some impact to them. So the the tip was to throw out a whole bunch of like really strange things. Like um, I think this is Pat Flynn maybe who was a fat baby and some woman came up to him at a conference like, Bethan, you're a fat baby. <laughs> and he was like, whoa, hey, like that works. And I just thought that was really interesting. Do you have any little tricks or things that people wouldn't really think of like that? Now, you know, I'm Italian. I'm from New York. So we just kind of pour our lives out to whoever's really listening. And, and um, so nothing is off limits. And podcasting like reality TV helps people get connected, I think, Um, audiences are tired of the contrived, totally crafted message that you get from most media outlets. Mm -hmm. They're looking for something that they can see themselves in. Mm -hmm. And that's why reality TV became so popular. Podcasting is like reality TV, but for a slightly more sophisticated audience. So they want to hear about you. They want to be able to identify themselves or a part of themselves in you. So I talk about a lot of things. Uh, some in, in our discovering happiness podcast, we talked about some painful stuff because that podcast is about self growth. Mm -hmm. 
um, in the horse world. I talk about my trials and tribulations with horses, things I've learned. And so people can connect with your personal experiences. So you need to be willing to open yourself up a little bit, put your ego aside, and let let the humanity in yourself come out. Builds building that connection because people are looking to. I think that's what's been interesting about reality TV is that it's it's raw and people respond to that as opposed to everything is so scripted and manufactured and it's just totally different. And and now I think it's evened itself out um, where where regular TV shows there's such a diversity that you can find the one that you like. So that helps. Yes. What about? Um, are there other ways that you think, or actually, what about, where do you think we are in sort of the curve, the growth curve of podcasting? I think we're still on the way up, although we're quickly approaching the peak of that bell curve. I think we're still on the way up. Yeah. Because growth, the numbers, um, all the data shows that it's still growing. That's 600,000, I think, podcasts are in effect today. 500,000 500, are active just on Apple. Really, I would th- I would have thought it'd be more than that because it seems like, but it, it's just interesting how uh, how challenging it is to find the good ones. It, you almost need I don't know, like a TV guide. <laughs> Discoverability is the small independent podcaster's greatest challenge mm-hmm. because back when the technology was first introduced to the world, we were out there and it was easy to find us because there wasn't that much competition. Well, now the big guys and their big budgets have discovered podcasting. And so the little guy is sort of getting squished lower and lower down. We don't have the marketing dollars to distribute our shows the way these big guys can. Apple is doing a as much as they can to level the playing field. So the podcaster has to do their their work as well. But I think there's always going to be a bit of a disconnect between being found. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes for a better product overall. Absolutely. And again, the better your product, the more likely it is you're going to get listeners, distribution, sponsors, if that's what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. It's like anything. You got to put put out something good. uh, And yeah, just because a tree falls in the forest, does anybody hear the sound? It's the same with any initiative. It's great that you have this campaign or this concept or this product, but unless you're going to put something behind it. No one's ever really going to hear about it. Exactly. I'm going to interject here for a second because we're going to take a break. But I want each of you to tell people how to reach you, how to contact you, because we haven't established the fact of, well, we know who Suzanne is. But how do people who are interested, are fascinated and intrigued by this entire conversation, how do they get hold of you? Well, if they if they like in real life, we'll both be at Parlor on Thursday. For okay. Newport Interactive Marketers, but I can be reached at sue at anglesandinsights.com. I would encourage listeners to check out That Newport Show podcast, thatnewportshow.com. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. But if you're trying to reach me, just log on to sparkleandboom.com. And I can also be reached at anglesandinsights.com. You can actually pretty easily book a time to connect with me by phone. That, you know, that works for your schedule and my schedule's already in there, which is a fun tool. All right. We'll reiterate that in a few minutes near the end of the program. But we'll take a quick break here and come back with more with Suzanne and Helena. So don't go away. 
Beautiful flooring starts at Renee and Son, where you'll find head-turning carpet and flooring options that put fashion at your feet. At Renee and Son, they offer much more than discount flooring. You'll be wowed by the new design and brilliant finishes that accompany both hardwood and luxury planking. And if it's carpet that you're seeking, you won't believe the new patterns, looks, and colors. They are family-owned and operated, offer guaranteed installation with complete warranties. Find their showroom at 180 Connell Highway, Newport, or online at reneeandson.com today. Wakefield's Information Station, 1540 WADK. Dementia Training for Life is dedicated to the care, dignity, and well-being of individuals diagnosed with dementia by educating professionals who provide services for seniors and by being a resource for families. Their training helps ensure that those providing care understand the special needs of people with dementia. Dementia Training for Life, 603-264-1224. This message was sponsored by the award-winning Wingate Residences on Blackstone Boulevard in Providence. Traditional, assisted living and memory care, addressing the challenges of memory-related illnesses through individualized care and family education in a secure, home-like setting. Your friendly officers here at Arrest-A-Pest serve and protect area homes, families, and businesses. Arrest-A-Pest has been providing the fix since 1986. No matter the pest, it ends in arrest. Arrest-A-Pest today. Call 738-3766. Pests, you detest them and we arrest them. Hey, who loves your baby? Arrestapest.com. 738-3766. Hi, it's Andy in Stone Country. Make sure to join me each and every weekday for the Brick Alley Snow Country Ski Report. We'll keep you in the know on what trails are open, what fresh snow has fallen, the snowmaking and the grooming, and all the great events happening at the resorts all over New England. Each weekday at 742, 1142, and 205. The Brick Alley Snow Country Ski Report on WADK. Hey, Rhode Island, don't forget to bring your unwanted household goods, clothes, kitchenware, toys, and shoes to the Planet A Donation Center. Located at One Mile Corner at 533 Broadway in Newport. Open Monday through Saturday from 9 till 4, Sunday from 10 till 2. Their attendant will help you unload. Please don't leave anything outside. Or now you can get curbside pickup. Call Chris at 732-259-7943. Planet Aid is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the environment and to funding worldwide development projects for the poor. W-A-D-K. 1540 W-A-D-K. All right, you are listening to this special edition of the Open Forum, Interactive Marketing and Insights with Suzanne McDonald and special guest. So let's get you uh, back to the program here. Not everybody wants to be a host or the the perks and downsides of being a host versus a guest. And that led to this. Well, we haven't even talked about wanting to be a guest. And for the same reasons that you would want to have your own podcast would be a great way to be a guest. I was just telling Suzanne that I'm a horrible guest. (laughs) I'm a much better interviewer because I have a natural curiosity about people. I like to talk and pull out, you know, the best of them. And not every, but not everybody is cut out to be a host and not everybody's cut out to be a guest. I mean, you ask me questions and I feel put on the spot and I start to stumble over my words. Like, oh, God, I'm horrible. <laughs> you I sound, ramble. You sound fine to me. <laughs> Still, I get like anxious, you know. If you could see me, I'm using my hands to describe anxiety. Um, but that's the Italian thing, right? <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> if you actually, if you want to know, uh, there's a great movie out called Green Book. Oh, starring yes. Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, uh, and where he plays an Italian from the Bronx, and for a Danish American actor to play an Italian American from the Bronx <laughs> the way he did, that alone is is worth it. But it, it uh, goes to show you how expressive Italians are when they talk. So Which it doesn't it, because you want to get into podcasting doesn't necessarily mean you have to host your own podcast. You can also be a professional guest. You have to have something or an amateur guest valuable <laughs> or an amateur guest. That's true. You can do it for free, but you have to have something valuable to say. Whether you have your own business and you're an expert in an area, in an area, let's say you're a marketing professional, mm-hmm. or you're a life coach, or you're a health and medical professional, you can make the rounds on different podcasts that are compatible with your subject matter and talk about whatever it is their audience wants to hear, and at the same time get a plug in for your business. Or sometimes people will pay you to come on their show. Rare, but usually being a guest um, is rewarded by a plug for your business. Right. Sure. And I guess maybe if you're Seth Godin, you might get paid. But for the most part, you're you're doing it for the exposure. Right. And and I suppose the biggest piece to that is making sure that you understand who that audience is and customizing what your content is to that audience. And that's partly the producer's job. You know, when they go around looking for guests, there are services, there are vendors who, that's all they do is book podcast guests. They mm. match up a show with a guest and make sure that they're compatible. So the podcast producer's job is to make sure that whomever is in front of the microphone not only has something valuable to say, but that they understand the audience and what mm-hmm. the audience's mm-hmm. needs are. And that's one of the things when I'm curating Newport Interactive Marketers events it's a matter of making sure that the speaker understands, okay, there's going to be people who know nothing and there's going to be people who would be up there giving that talk. And we have to contain enough content to satisfy both. Um, and it, it can be challenging. Sometimes one early on one time I just basically translated what somebody said because their, their SEO knowledge was so high or so involved that the average person really can understand. And I'd say, well, and that really means this, right? And they'd be like, yes. And and it just, but that's how we had to do it because he was great, super, super knowledgeable. But I just could look out and see people's faces like, oh, this isn't really sinking in. Okay, let's let's do interview style where I can double check and make sure that, you know, you're speaking in code. And, and sometimes Jacob is a good catch on this show too when we talk about PPC and SEO and all these terms. But I think um, – and then you said that there are some tools. You mentioned there a couple tools to figure out what podcasts you should maybe think about if you're going to be a guest. There are services that you can sign up for that allow you to um, enter your name and contact information and your area of expertise. It's free. And then oh, that's nice. They, their job, it's, um, they curate the guests and then we'll match it up. It's a free service. But um, – so there, there are probably – I don't know three or four in the industry right now that do that do a pretty good job of it um and i can't for the life of me think of the name of it oh that's okay that's what google's for every all you know what it's hard because every podcast business or, or service provider starts with the word pod in front of it oh right so okay like, oh man you know yes in the horse world it... every business starts with equa in front of it so you tend to forget oh right you, it's easy to lose a name that's that's not very good for differentiation then right so pod there is a there's a new service called um, Pod News. 
Oh, right. Pretty yeah. simple to remember. Yes. So if you sign up for their email newsletter, there's lots of really good information. It tends to be a little bit more high level. Uh, it's geared toward the advanced or existing podcaster. But newbies with a sharp eye can figure things out pretty quickly. Very it, valuable. Is that daily? It is daily. Pod oh, news. Okay. Yeah. That's sounds like a lot. <laughs> I'll take pod news quarterly. It is a lot. They probably have some digest button where you can take it once a week if you want to. Yeah. But that would I, be good. I get it daily. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is your business and you've been doing this for how long? 10 years. How did you evolve into podcasting? I worked for an equestrian catalog company as their e-commerce marketing manager. And um, my colleague and I had, well, it was my colleague had an idea. He said, why don't we, why don't we start? I don't even know if he called it a a podcast. I don't know what word he used. He was a little bit geekier than I was at the time. And he said, why don't we start talking about some of the products that we're selling? Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, great. And then he said, well, why don't we get some of the Olympic level athletes that are using our products to come and talk to us on the show? Fun. And it was called the Talking Equine Show. Nice. And it was the first one of its kind. And it was specifically, it was a marketing arm of the catalog company that we both worked for. And it was so popular that um, the owner of the company decided he wanted to get involved. And unfortunately, he ruined it because he, oh, was, no. <laughs> he was horrible happens. in front of a microphone. His his voice really just killed it. Not a voice for radio? So it wasn't long after that we we both left the company and decided to bring our talents back together and start our own show. Not just about equestrian products, but the equestrian world in general. Now, as a marketer, I'm very curious, what was the return on investment of the show? Did you see any impact or did it? We did. We did. We had a lot of inbound inquiries for product requests. We heard about this product on your show. Does it do X, Y, and Z? Will it fit my horse? So it really, what it ended up doing was generating a lot of questions in an audience who might not have even thought that they had to ask. Wow. Questions. It gave them a, a reason to contact us. Mm-hmm. And that's super powerful because you're getting, you're actually learning from your audience what you haven't told them, but they want to know, right? So that feedback loop is super powerful because now, so my, my background, not just as a journalist, but as a brand journalist is what do people really want to know about this product, right? What can I say about this? And that, that's why FAQ pages are really popular and things like that. So once you get that feedback loop, I think that's a hugely powerful opportunity. My job for this particular company was to write product merchandising copy mm-hmm. and, and to get the products up onto the website. As, you know, as soon as they were available from the manufacturer, I had to get them up there and ready to purchase. The problem was the manufacturer would provide just this boilerplate copy that was horrible. Oh, yeah, it, it really gave no value. So I would very often rewrite the copy to really – it's solution selling. You have a problem right. with your horse, here's a product that's going to solve that problem. And so we just took that kind of copy, that thinking, and translated it into a podcast. And that was what really connected with the listeners. Right. So how often are you? How often are your podcasts coming out, all your various podcasts that you're doing? Right now we have two of them are biweekly. Uh, three of them are biweekly, and another one just went to a weekly format. I suggest weekly formats. The reason that I'm going with biweekly is because right now I'm doing a lot. I'm wearing a lot of hats and I just can't meet the scheduling deadline of a weekly show. But if you have content that's really engaging, for example, a boating content around the buoy that's hosted by Carter Richardson and Tyler Fields right here in Bristol, Rhode Island and Newport, um, they are 
they start out with once a month, they've moved to twice a month, and they are just about ready to go weekly. And I highly recommend a weekly format for anything that's hobby-based or, you know, sports, recreation. Especially this time of year, boaters are just really angling to get back on their boats. Yeah. If you're in the Northeast. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's really interesting. And then how long are their shows running? I have a standard. I believe that um, listeners can really digest and appreciate shows that are 45 minutes or less. If you're going to go to 50, 55 minutes, that's fine. But I really don't believe in anything over an hour. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep somebody fully engaged for that long. It's also more expensive to produce. It's more expensive to host. And I don't know how much extra quality you're going to get in another 10 to 15 minutes. It's all about the curation, right? Like, uh, was it Churchill who said, I would make the speech shorter, but I didn't have enough time? Absolutely. <laughs> so appropriate. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. When we come back, we'll wrap it up with Suzanne and Helena, so don't go away. The Newport County Chamber of Commerce would like to encourage you to think local. By shopping in our local retail stores, staying in our accommodations, dining in our restaurants, and exploring the many attractions, you are helping to strengthen your local economy. The Chamber also offers gift certificates that are redeemable in over 300 businesses throughout Newport County. Remember to think, shop, and be local. Stay healthy and keep others healthy by cleaning hands, covering coughs, staying home when sick, and getting recommended vaccines for flu, for example. Improving the way we take antibiotics will help keep us all healthy and will help fight antibiotic resistance so these critical drugs are available for years to come. Be antibiotics aware. Visit health.ri.gov forward slash antibiotics. Brought to you by the Rhode Island Department of Health and the Rhode Island Broadcasters Association. Computers speak a strange language. That's why when you have issues with your computer or network, you need a company that speaks that language. You need on-site techs. On-site techs specializes in virus and malware removal, data recovery, disaster preparedness, laptop screen replacement, business networks, diagnostics, and so much more. So when your computer is down and you need same-day service, call on-site techs at 560-0022. Online at onsitetechsri.com. That's onsite, T-E-C-H-S-R-I.com. At DF Dwyer Insurance, they have a rich history of working with many not-for-profit organizations with a thorough understanding of the challenges faced by nonprofits as they strive toward their missions. Let the professionals at Dwyer obtain the best and most cost-effective coverage your nonprofit needs. Visit Dwyer, in business since 1962, at one of their locations on Bellevue in Newport or in Jamestown on Narragansett Avenue. Online at dfdwyer.com. Dwyer Insurance will always do what's best for their clients. Have you thought about where you're having dinner tonight? Let 15 Point Road in Portsmouth treat you to a special evening out. Imagine yourself at a table overlooking the beautiful moonlit view of the Sakonet River, a glass of wine in your hand, and an array of innovative and contemporary dishes to choose from. 15 Point Road offers casual upscale dining with a menu strongly influenced by the local bounty of the sea. And now 15 Point Road has brought back their popular prefix menu. Enjoy a beer, wine, or soda, your choice of a delicious entree and dessert, all for only $23.95. To view their extensive menu and wine list, go to 15pointroad.com. 15 Point Road Restaurant in Portsmouth. See you there. Exeter's Information Station, 1540 WADK.
And we're back with our final segment of Interactive Marketing and Insights with Suzanne McDonald. So let's get right back to you and your guests there, young lady. I know, because we have so much, so many interesting things to talk about. And uh, I can't help but I'm a geek. <laughs> I'm a marketing technology geek, and I just find all these things really fascinating. Well, one one question that I have is, or I guess going back to goals, is money is, you know, moving off into the sunset and having a location-independent life. Is that possible doing podcast? It is. It is. It's possible, as with any small business, you know, podcasting, uh, set your goals up front, decide what you decide why you want to start a podcast. If you're looking to start it as a business in and of itself, it's it's a media channel as if you're starting a magazine or a newspaper. There are different ways you can monetize it. You can do so with subscriptions so that your listeners pay to access the content. Is that very content. common? It is getting more common. Interesting. Yes, it is, depending on how valuable the content is that sits behind that, that paywall. Um, but a lot of uh, um, monetizing it through subscriptions can also happen uh, voluntarily through services like Patreon. So you're really accepting donations in oh, exchange nice. for okay. your, your content. Uh, and then there's sponsorships, traditional advertising and sponsorships where you sign up with a company who, or a company signs up with you mm-hmm. who has products that they want to get out in front of your listeners and they pay you a monthly fee or however you want to work it. But um, so sponsorships, subscriptions, donations. And if you're, a corporate entity, you can self-fund it. It can be a part of your marketing budget, which I think is extremely valuable. It's um, You get a good return. Yeah, I can imagine. And it's just also, well, for example, Newport Interactive Marketers, that was the only way that I, that's really the only way that I market my business now. And I mostly get it through referrals. People say, oh, I need help with, with this or with that. I, because it's January, there's this flood of people who are looking to, move on into a second career, make their business more viable, get it off the ground, really focus on what do I need to focus on while I have, while I still have this income stream and I want to move into this direction eventually. What's what groundwork do I need to lay now and grow and build from there? And it's, it's really interesting. And I consider those coaching clients. Uh, we also can build websites and do all that kind of stuff too, but just to get the messaging and, and build the fundamentals right from the get-go is hugely powerful because you don't have to go back and undo things. Right. But you do coaching as well. I do. And I think at this point, that's really my area of expertise. Having been around for a long time, I've been in marketing, sales, marketing, product management, media. E-commerce. E-commerce. I built I built websites back when HTML was the way you built websites. Oh, my hat's off to you. Yeah. Um, so... I have a lot of history and a lot of experience, which means I made a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. I can tell you what not to do. There are so many DIY tools, right? Even graphic design, which I spent a lot of my career doing. There's services like Canva. Canva yeah. You know, so you can just sign up for a and service. And now you have Canva on your iPhone. You can, yeah. Even iPhones. There used to be cameras, right? We had to have hire professional, right. professional photographers. Now we can take quality photos with our iPhones. So there's a lot of DIY tools, um, but you put those tools in the hands of a new podcaster and things can go wrong very quickly. But if you have a little advice here and there, someone to kind of set you up, help interpret your goals, I think that's probably the greatest value that I can offer new podcasters is you decide what it is you want to do, what you expect out of your podcast, and then I can set you on the right road to do that because there are many roads to choose from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also too many tools, I think. It can be overwhelming. 
And, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes. Well, one experience that we've had with, so Newport Interact Marketers, we have a library of presentations and we're trying to get those up into a more user-friendly viewing format. And, you know, how do we put chapters in there? So this is the intro. This is, we're talking about this. Now we're talking about that. So if you want to skip ahead into different sections and uh, we spent, I spent the better part of the day researching, okay, which tool do we want to use? This one looks great. Handed off to one of my amazing interns so who has worked with me for more than a year to upload it. And she said, oh, the file sizes are too big. Oh, so she contacts them and they say, well, here, use this compression tool. Well, it's really only designed for maybe 15-minute 15 15 videos. Well, ours last an hour. So now we have to decide, do we pick a different format or – do we break all these videos down into instead of different chapters? And what's the usability experience? You know, what's the user experience with that? Do they want to look at these different sections or how do we handle that? In about a minute to wrap it up, how, how would you like to do that? Yeah, well, I wanted to say thank you very much for having us. And thank you, Helena, for being here. My pleasure. I'm so looking forward to Thursday at Parlor at 6 p.m. for some fantastic networking. Probably have at least 50 people so great opportunity to get out. Um, there's full restaurant, menu, bar. The food's good. The drinks aren't too very expensive. And um, we have a great speaker who's going to tell you all about Podcasting 101. And because Newport Interactive Marketers is interactive, we always expect a lot of questions. So come and bring yours. Thanks, Elena. You were fascinating. Thank you. And Suzanne, as always. Thank you. You've been listening to Interactive Marketing and Insights with Suzanne McDonald. And coming your way on WADK, as always. And next up will be the Small Business uh, Show. Stay with us. This has been the Open Forum. The views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of station management or its advertisers. Your views and opinions are welcome at 846-1028.